there's three real letdowns for me in this in the last two seasons. The first one was the Magnificent Seven going north of the wall to find a White Walker for no apparent reason at all, only to lose a dragon. And like they picked like the biggest celebrity cast of all time that they had going. It was the stupidest fucking episode in the in the history of Game of Thrones. Second one is is I while I like the cinematography of the Clegane Bowl, essentially it meant nothing. Yeah. Right. I mean, let's. So when Cersei dies, the mountain. Who gives a shit? What's he gonna do? Just run around, just being demonic? No. No. He's 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 gone. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the 61st episode of According to Alan. I am your host, Alan Muskowski at the Local 219 Studios, joined with Kyle Muha. Hello, everybody. Uh, we, we're not going to do a podcast this week. We had a little bit something else in mind. Um, however, the Game of Thrones finale, I thought we both had some hot takes. Definitely some strong opinions over <laughs> here. So um, initially, what is your thoughts, Kyle? I mean, w- granted, if you are have not seen the last episode or wanting to see the last season, this is going to be filled with spoilers. Yeah, I would now listen to this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But I would say overall, um, um, I just feel just so okay with the season finale. I'm not blown away. I didn't think it was terrible, but it definitely wasn't great. Great. It was just so mediocre, I feel like. And I just feel like this whole season's been quite a lot down. So we're not at the dog shit level, right? I wouldn't say dog shit level. I just feel mm-hmm. like the shortcut shortcuts that the directors made were definitely shown in this season. Just how quickly the storyline story went along and how quickly things were happening compared to previous seasons where it was really drawn out and really elaborate on how these stories took place. Rather, with everything was just so jump cut at times with this last season. Well, I think that's maybe a good place to start then is the season. Right, because we can just dive into the last episode all we want, but the season in particular was six episodes. Um, traditionally, we were looking at ten episode seasons, and I think that I agree with you completely that this season felt not only rushed but shortcuts were taken across the board. Um, I think that at the end of the day, we were probably better off. They, they they were almost forced to choose which storyline they wanted to, to use, and again, when I and I say that I mean, we in, inside three episodes we had the White Walkers go down, we had King's Landing go down, and then we had Danny be killed, right? And that's some major ass shit. Like that <laughs> huge. That, that was stuff that like the very first scene, if I recall, is strictly about the dead, and how the first scene is that mm-hmm. the White Walker crossed the wall walking around so i mean like it was such a huge emphasis on the dead army and all this stuff and like just to see them vanish in one episode that kind of stunk like you said and yeah i agree with what you said there so i'm thinking that like if again i'm not a writer on an hbo series no me 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 either and i don't know what the right answer is but i sure as fuck know that was not it I I think that um, they were they put they tried to force too much storyline into this season with too little episodes, and I think that when we when we first saw each other this morning, that's where I felt like they really screwed up. Is that the, when you got three dramatic things happening in six episodes, there's just not enough time to tell the story, mm-hmm. and so I think they could have probably went without the whole Danny going evil. Yeah, they could have just totally snacked that out because they just didn't have time. 
Yeah. Right? And they just made it about the White Walkers in King's Landing, but they didn't do that. So now we're left with Jon Snow just walking around the north for no reason at all. It just made <clears throat> excuse me. It just made no sense on why Grey Worm had such a voice on this council at the end of the episode. I understand his unsullied army is still in King's Landing with the Dothraki. He don't want to fuck with those guys. But still, like, why why are we listening to Grey Worm where he has to have Jon Snow as a prisoner and why can't they just say, screw you, Grey Worm, this is our king? That just makes no sense. No sense at all. And I think that's where it comes down to is that council. That council ruined the entire episode for me. Yeah, I I feel like that and then the after the council meeting, but once Tyrion was hand and they wheeled Bran into the council for the king with uh, Bronn, uh, Davos, and then Brienne, I felt like that was... a terrible scene too because they added such a comedic relief to us and one of my buddies pointed out why is Bran or Bran whatever that guy's name is why is he the master of coin <laughs> that makes no sense that it was that just strictly a comedy decision there that was what do we use him for because we need to bring him back because it's the final episode and this is the, probably the best option it just like <laughs> this guy what does he know about budgeting for a realm Come on. <laughs> what experience has led to him being able to have that ability to make those decisions? Is there any any outcome that could have been better? Because for me, it was like going into it. If you would have told me Jon Snow was going to live and not be king, it's bullshit. Like you yeah. had to kill that dude. Yeah, I feel like if Jon Snow is alive, it just makes no sense on how he's not king. Like everyone knows that. The reason the world is in the shape that it is now without Daenerys and a, a ruling like that is strictly because of Jon Snow making a difficult decision to kill her. And, I mean, if that doesn't sound like a fucking king, I don't know what does. <laughs> I don't know what does. <laughs> That's hilarious because you're right, you know? And then, like, the one thing I kept hearing is, like, well, Jon Snow didn't want to be king. And it's like, but he didn't want to be the head of the fucking Night Watch. You know? Shit happens. He didn't want to be the king of the North. But, like, dude, duty calls, man. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Sometimes you just got to step up to the plate. And then it's just so frustrating because we've spent so much time watching this up these series, right? And for literally three seasons, we were talked about this. What is it? R plus L equals G or whatever the fuck it is. And then, like, we're sitting here getting all these... Bran, the only thing he he wargs into is either Ravens or John's past. That means nothing. Anytime that he went back at this point, what did it mean? Yeah. And it's like, all right, if if Bran knew the outcome of what was going to happen, why wasn't that highlighted more with his abilities on his game plan of putting all these pieces in motion? Because from my understanding, it seemed like he knew he was going to be king at the end of the day because he made that line to Tyrion. Well, that's why I came all this way. Why do you think I rolled all the way here? <laughs> I did. I did. I just thought of this, but it's so fucking funny. I was on the Reddit thread, and there's a comment along the lines of, well, at least there's no Iron Throne, but they do have the Iron Ramp. After, <laughs> after uh, the dragon melted the whole entire throne. And I do love the fact that the dragon knew just the symbolism of that Iron Throne. <laughs> that was fantastic. <laughs> it was so funny like so i i watched it with uh friends we went over to their house my wife and i and uh we did like this thing where uh we all put down who was going to be on the iron throne at the end 
And then we put it on a piece of paper, put your name on it. And then we didn't talk about it until at the end of the episode. And our friend Ashley picked Bran. I know I I can't remember what the odds were when they came out, but I do remember Bran was kind of on the lower part of the Vegas odds to be on the throne. I get it. Definitely makes sense. Yeah, Tyrion's logic behind bringing Bran to the be the throne. And right? I, to tell you the truth, I'm really not upset about Bran being king. Like that. That's a. I feel like that's a justified decision. He'll never make the wrong decision. He, he essentially right he knows the history of the entire world that's been up to that point so like he could use that experience to make decisions for the realm and stuff like that yeah yeah i i agree with that um i just you know maybe he should have been in season six then yeah <laughs> be, besides One just staring off like a creep like he's had like five lines of dialogue in like the last six seasons and the only time you ever saw a bit of emotion from brand this season was after he made that comment of why he wheeled all the way to king's land and he had a little smirk <laughs> on his face that's the only bit of emotion that we got from the guy all but it's just like they should have highlighted this guy's knowledge and like everything <clears throat> that he like knows and like the power of what his abilities really are and it just felt like it was so brushed over so out of curiosity what was the point of sam's entire character arc why why was he even in the show i don't know he when he uh suggested democracy i was like this guy needs to go (laughs) this guy needs to go and he's needed to go a long time we've gone this far and all of a sudden you want to change the game dude (laughs) okay cool um, but like he goes and he does his stuff at uh, the Citadel, the Citadel, which it was pretty much two highlights, right? It he was found the dragon glass, found the dragon glass, and then got Jorah cured. And no, three. Then he found out that Jon Snow was a Targaryen. Yeah, that was the three. But that didn't even end up fucking mattering. Jorah so. didn't matter at all. He could have died four seasons ago, and no one would have blinked, right? <laughs> uh, Jon Snow's entire hair dumb. If you want to call it that, makes makes no sense at all at this point. And then um, the second one with the dragon glass really didn't matter anyway because at, at the by the time Arya killed the Night King, the Night Walkers were winning that fucking yeah, battle. Yeah, they were about <laughs> to win. So his entire storyline is a waste of time. And most of the time you see him, it's pretty much around Jon Snow. Mm-hmm. And now that we know that Jon Snow literally came back to life for no reason at no all. No reason. Uh, what was the point? What are we? And the, the only thing that makes sense is if there's a sequel to this, and then Drogon and Jon Snow get called to come back and fix shit. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But aren't they? Do they're doing some type of? I think it's a prequel series, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it sounded like at least from what I heard, and again, this is what I've heard, and the information changes so fast. But it sounds like there's supposed to be four spinoffs. One's already been canceled. Uh, that they just said, no, they're not going to do it on it. And I think one is the three that are in there are like, I don't think they've given much detail on two of them, but one of them's supposed to be a prequel. Which would be pretty cool to see. I'm out. You're I'm to- done. Totally you have one out. shot with me, dude. You have one shot. See, like, I agree, <clears throat> but I mean, I'm such just a fan of Game of Thrones still, even after this. Like, I like. I, I won't remember this last season, but what I will remember about Game of Thrones is the first five, six seasons that you were like, holy shit, this is fucking Great awesome. seasons. And it's gonna, the legacy is going to be they ran out of books. Yeah. And right? That, that's, I think that's going to be the theme for the Game of Thrones show, at least, is that if the books would have been done by the time that the show was finishing up, 
they would have been able to take the plot lines from Martin and just utilize that in the show. Instead, they had to pretty much make up everything after the books. Yeah, I would like to hear what his his involvement was when it comes to creating the last two seasons. I'm sure he had some input, but I would assume that at the end of the day, it's the director's direction on what they want to do. But I don't. I, I have no idea what his involvement was at all. Because, like you, I loved the first six seasons. The Hodor episode was incredible, right? And that was in that sixth season. But then you get to seven and eight. And they just hit the fast forward button so hard. And then not only do they hit the fast forward button, but they almost, now in retrospect, they kind of leaped away from setting things up completely. Mm-hmm. They just said, we're just going to appease fans. We're going to have a lot of fan moments. Uh, Huron coming from behind the rocks to fight Jamie is such a joke. Yeah, I mean, like, and and how Jamie stays alive after the entire time four or five, it was just like, it felt like they just <clears throat> threw that in there to just make people happy to have some type of big moment for those two characters. Because you've, with how they were projectile in those two characters was all right. These guys are probably gonna have to fight at some point. You know, like yep. Euron's <clears throat> fucking his bitch, <clears throat> and Jamie is in love with the sister. So I mean, there's gonna be a battle at some point. But to set it up like that, where like no one, where where's the rest of people that were on the ships? It's just Euron that survived. And he just washes up on show. Yeah, we saw him jump on top of a fireball into the water. (laughs) (laughs) I'm no expert in fireball explosions, but the likelihood of surviving, I'm going to put it pretty low. Pretty low. You saw what it did to that horse on the battlefield. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Knockout blow, bro. Speaking of horse, what about that horse at the end of episode Means nothing. Where it's just like, all right, here's a horse. So did you watch The Sopranos at all? I did, but I think I only got to like season five, but I know how Soprano ends. Okay, so there's a season, I think it's season six, part B, because they did they split up season six and two. Um, that was a lot of symbolism in that, and I think that was their attempt at trying to do that. Because at one point, Tony Soprano's in a, like, he's, he's been shot, and so he's in like a coma, and at one point, he's walking around his house in a horse. Uh, but at least that makes sense. I don't know. And like the other thing, too. So we watched the last episode going into yesterday's uh, episode. And the girl running around that Arya tried to save, which is hilarious, that she's literally runs into a cave and says, you guys are going to die in here. You need to come with me. And within five seconds, they're both dead. Just melted. (laughs) Melted down. But that girl's running around with a horse in her hand the entire time. Yeah. So what the hell does all that mean? I thought... After episode five ended, I thought Bran had something to do with that horse to some degree. I don't. I just figured, all right, this random horse had to come from somewhere or like something, and I figured it was Bran. But nope, doesn't even matter. Could you imagine if the end of the last episode would have been Bran was pulling the strings the entire time? Could you imagine that move? That would have been baller. That would have been sick. And I feel like that would have really helped this last episode to where, oh, okay, this makes sense now. Yeah. Yep. Because he could have warged into the dragon to take down King's Landing. He could have, I mean, I think of all the things that happened. He could have maybe, I don't know. He wasn't even shown in episode five at all. Was not, did not get one ounce of screenplay, I don't think. No. And every time he's been on screen, he has two sentences. And just weirdly looks off into the distance. But is there a better weirdly looking off in the distance actor in the game right now? 
He's he's top notch for that. <laughs> he's in the A category for that. If you're looking for someone to just sit on a park bench <clears throat> and just look out there, he's the guy. He's the guy. I really liked the the Daenerys death scene. Yeah. Um, when we were watching it live, we were all kind of like, "Oh my god, they're getting back together!" Like there was an audible, "Like come on!" in the room. And then my buddy Nate was like, "Wait a minute, I heard a I heard a sword," and then death. One scene that I really liked with her was when the Dothraki and Unsullied were like in front of the long stairs or whatever you want to call it. And then when she was walking and the dragon wings spread out and it made it look like she had the wings, that was a pretty cool like cinema experience. Yeah, like, that was I cool. Will, I will say the storylines have been very subpar, but like the cinematography of like some of the shots and everything like that in, in this season have been really cool. Arya is walking through that fire. That you, you couldn't shoot that any better. Yeah. And then when they were in episode five, when they were going back and forth with the Hound and Arya, where they were like almost in sync, that was a really cool way to shoot that, I thought. And then the mountain scene with the Hound, that was that was pretty cool, too, just from like just like the how the scene looked and everything. It was really cool. I yeah. Thought. Shot well. Um, did uh, you notice Daenerys going all black in the last part of that? Well, I, I felt like the whole season, like, everyone was dressed in all black. Like, oh, that, for some reason, that just brought out the point of, what about Varys? He sent out these letters and tried to poison Daenerys, but he sent out those letters. So you know he's trying to poison Daenerys. I'm pretty sure that's what happened, because the little girl that he was talking to, his little bird, she worked in the kitchen, and she made the line of something, oh, the queen's not eating right now and he's like oh you gotta still try so i'm pretty sure uh he was trying to poison denarius hmm. and that's why he got killed eventually but also conspiring behind her back but i feel like wh- what was the point of that whole thing if Varys is sending off these letters telling the whole just sending out all these letters telling people that, like hey john snow's the rightful heir to the throne and that still didn't even end up mattering at the end of the day well who was he sending the letters to I don't know. At this point, who gives a shit, right? <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, the King's Landing's like what you just—it's the most heavy populated place in the, in in the Westeros, right? Done. So that doesn't even matter anymore. Uh, the North somehow just got to break off on their own, and it was totally cool. And why, if that was the case, why would not mm-hmm. everybody, all of the other lords, be like, you know what? We're gonna do our own shit too. That sounds like a great idea. Yeah. Why do I need you? Yeah. Right. <laughs> And then, like, it was just the council was a real letdown for me. There's three real letdowns for me in this in the last two seasons. The first one was the Magnificent Seven going north of the wall to find a White Walker for no apparent reason at all, only to lose a dragon. And, like, they picked, like, the biggest celebrity cast of all time that they had going. <laughs> it was the stupidest fucking episode in the, in the history of Game of Thrones. Second one is, is I, while I like the cinematography of the Clegane Bowl, essentially it meant nothing. Yeah. Right? I mean, let's. so when Cersei dies, the mountain, who gives a shit? What's he going to do? Just run around just being demonic? No. no he's, he's, he's I gone. I will say it makes sense for uh, the Hound's character arc because his whole story was essentially about killing his brother. Sure. So, and then his brother put him in fire. He dies in fire. Super symbolic, right? So from his end, I think it makes sense. But yeah, from the mountain standpoint, it's like, I agree with what you said. Mountain can walk right off set right now, and no one's going to have anything to see. We'll never see him again, right? But no, he had to die. So that's crazy. Um, the Cersei death was bullshit. Yeah. 
I think my friend Ashley yesterday said that it made sense for her because a lot of it, at least the Tyrion scene of him finding Jamie and, and Cersei was cool because it did put a, like a little bit of a ribbon on it. Um, but you can't have that much bloodshed in seven seasons and then just like die your level of death. Yeah. That's not how this game works. No, not you at know? all. So that was bullshit. And then I really don't understand this whole like keeping Jon Snow alive stuff. It's like they almost did it. They almost made that move and what it feels like because it was they were trying to be like shocking, you know, not because it was part of the story, but because it was shocking. Mm hmm. Yeah, I could I could get on board with that. Yeah, it's just now it's like the only thing that would make sense now is if like five six years passed and they're just like you know what let's reboot the series let's pick it up from where it left and then it would kind of make sense with how it left because then you've got a brand as king you've got a Sansa like we're gonna kind of catch up on what happened to her we're gonna know Jon Snow's just for some reason being a wildling out and about what's the what's the indian guy who got killed what's his name the indian guy uh he was the he was the head of the wildlings before stannis came in and, and murdered everybody oh man my wife had his name i don't remember his name I can't, I, I can't think of his name right now either amber was trying to explain that that's probably like he's becoming the new one of that okay right? i guess that makes sense but what wildlings are left just the pack that was walking at the end of the episode. The There's twelve out. of them. Cool. <laughs> they do have children though. So. Well, unless it doesn't, unless it doesn't like appease the storyline, then there'll be five hundred of them. That's yeah, the other well, thing. That, that's what happened with the Unsullied and Dothraki. They just multiply by fifteen. <laughs> they somehow take over King's Landing, and then they just just got a a bank full of Unsullied and Dothraki. That's the frustration, though, right? And how, that's the frustration. How is Arya just walking around like all this shit, and people aren't even like second guessing who who she is or where she came from. Like, why there though? Thraki were screaming and stuff, waiting for Daenerys to give her a speech. Like, Arya's just walking around, and no one's beating an eye. No one's even. No one cares. <laughs> the other thing too is we just spent. I mean, seriously, this is the frustration of the series right now, and I hope that people who are listening they actually feel the same way, right? Because they have to. I feel like we're, we're, the, we're the popular opinion at this point. Yeah, I, would right? say, I would say the popular opinion is definitely just bashing season eight. And I'm not going to fully bash season eight, but I mean, like, season eight was for sure disappointing. There's just crazy storylines that never we spent so much time with that never came to fruition. Mm-hmm. Um, Arya's, like, faceless thing. Never. Outside of Walter Frey, dude, we haven't seen it in, like, three seasons. Yeah. So it's like, why did she go through all that training of doing that? And like, the, even the, her biggest her biggest moments killing the Night King, and in that moment, she's not a, she's herself. So like, why did she even go through all that? I guess she like used it to like sneak up on the Night King, but yeah, like the face the men of many faces never came into play ever again. Besides, like you said, when he killed Walter Frey, and and literally, I mean, I would love to see the equation of it, what the percentages are, but when Bran wargs. I would say 60% of it's around Jon Snow's storyline. A good majority of it. Good majority of it. So then why did none of that come to fruition? And Bran's ass is sitting on the throne, like literally, like in that council, you got Sansa, you got Arya, you got Tyrion, you've got Bran. All these people know that he's the heir of, he's he's supposed to be the rightful heir Mm -hmm. before he even kills her. Yeah. And no one mentions it. Now, one person's like, dude, you know what? Maybe this is fucked up. I didn't even think about it. Yeah, but I mean, like, 
They all knew that he was the rightful heir. They all know. And they all have a rooted interest in having him be the king. Yeah. They can't even be like, hey, you know what, guys? There's some real shit you need to know. You know? No, it just goes into like, let's be quiet and let John go into hell. <laughs> right? Yeah, essentially. Just, you know what, John? This has been a good ride. Thanks for yeah. reuniting with us, but we're going to have to send you off beyond the wall. Thank you so much for uh, taking on the Battle of the Bastards for us. That was really cool of you. Thank you. Um, leading the charge against the White Walkers. Nice job, pal. Uh, but we got it from here. <laughs> you know? <laughs> your, your part's over, but uh, we'll take this from here. Hold my beer. <laughs> it's like, dude, come on. Right? Uh, I did see a, another funny comment about Arya. She, someone was like, well, looks like she turned into Christopher Columbus. <laughs> <laughs> She's heading to Easteros, as my wife was saying yesterday. Um, yeah, that's... Uh, that's a crazy. It's just I, I, there's so many questions, um, and the only reason like why that any of that would make sense is if there's supposed to be like six more seasons. But there's no way that's going to happen. No, not I, with these characters. Not no. with these actors. I mean, these actors are ready to fucking do something else. I'm sure. Yeah, I mean they've spent pretty much a decade being these characters and stuff. So I mean, Sansa, Sophie Turner, she's already. A, a big character in another movie you know like her career is like going in a completely different direction now Mm -hmm. and i feel like you know this is a show that's going to allow those characters to get all pretty significant roles and whatever it may be in the future but yeah i mean i don't think there's any way they bring back any of the same characters so in retrospect what's your what's your final takes game of thrones it was a good ride seasons one through six Seven and eight kind of broke my heart. And I'm going to just have to live with that and wait for the books to come out. I'm with you. I think the first six seasons was ready to be on par with the best television we've ever seen. Yeah, and no doubt. We always had to kind of give it that caveat of we have to wait for it to all be over because you don't want to get too ahead of yourself. Um, and now, in hindsight, it's I don't know if it's top. It's definitely not the best series of all time. I'll say that right away. It's probably it's it's uh, for me. Sopranos is one. I'd say maybe Breaking Bad too. Breaking Bad's definitely up there. There's no doubt about and that. And the and the best part about Breaking Bad was that it started slow and ended fast. Yeah, and right? and I felt like they did such a good job of maybe for Breaking Bad, the machine gun out of the trunk wasn't totally realistic, but at least the storyline and everything wrapped up and made total sense like everything came full circle in that moment yeah and where that's where game of thrones really missed the mark yeah and then same thing with for me when it comes to the sopranos is just the ending for that while it was somewhat frustrating in real time because i watched that live too mm. and when i when i when that happened i thought my cable went out and if you noticed in this game of thrones finale they were trying to pull that shit did you see like all of a sudden they're going into fade to blacks between scenes I didn't know. I didn't really pick up on that. Dude, they were trying to fuck with you. They were trying to build up the suspense to when the credits finally rolled. You were like, oh my God, I can't believe it's actually over. They were fucking with the audience a little bit. And I, I didn't even really get that feeling once the show wrapped up either. I was like, they were walking into the distance in the wood. I, I like, it's like, oh, the episode's over. It's not like, oh shit, man. Like, Game of Thrones is over now, you know? The last shot we've ever going to see from this Game of Thrones series is Jon Snow looking back at the wall with the door closing. (laughs) 
when you put it that way, it's like, what the fuck what is the that? What the fuck is going on over there? <laughs> Not one point did, did anybody in the writer's room just be like, that's dumb. <laughs> that's that's a dumb move, guys. Um, I think the only time I've ever seen it, like writing go that much more sideways is Walking Dead. Yeah. Because that was like three, the first three seasons were like at least respectable, right? And then by season four, it's like, why are we getting villains all over the place? The, the zombies are villains enough. Yeah. Wherever they go, they were dealing with villains. And that's why I eventually just stopped watching the show. That's like the first show I really invested a lot of time into watching. And I just completely said, screw, I'm not watching it anymore. You said, fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. I got to when Glenn was killed underneath the dumpster, but then came back. I was like, this fucking show has officially jumped the shark. They're doing everything because of the audience at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But I would say Sopranos for me kept the realism of what Game of Thrones. Because, I mean, it's it's tough. to When you say that out loud and people don't watch Game of Thrones, it sounds crazy. That an epic fantasy thriller, a suspense, could be generally realistic. Believable. Believable for six seasons. And then just totally just shit the bed for the last season seven mm-hmm. and season eight. We're like, pretty much ravens are flying at the at the pace of email, right? <laughs> time, time is just doesn't even exist anymore. I mean, you could literally, like you said, the council was like, okay, we sit back down. It's like, guess what, guys? For the last three weeks, we've been thinking about it. I was like, what's been going on in the last three weeks? <laughs> what is going on with the show? <laughs> it's like they just pick and choose when they wanted to do stuff. And it's going to come down. I think the legacy is going to be what if. Mm-hmm. what could have yeah, been no right doubt. it's no like doubt. man if, if he could have just written those books and the, the nice thing for him though is that now he knows now how not to end those books right? yeah and now he's gonna i feel like i feel like the reason why he waited was simply to build demand for his books it's a good move it's he a good got, it's he, a it's a good move from like a financial spo- point but i mean like Way to just fuck us over, George Martin. He literally fucked us over along with the directors for the show. So I, I love reading and I love books. Obviously, they go hand in hand, right? I, I would say so, yeah. <laughs> that does make sense. I don't have... I just don't want to... I, I, I have to prep myself so much to just dive into that series from a, from a literature side that it's too, it's like too commanding. I would say, I would say it's definitely worth it. I'm on book three right now. And like the cool part about going back, cause I didn't initially read the books until last year. And this was probably around season six or seven. I started reading the books and, uh, it's really cool to be able to envision what these characters look like. Cause you had the TV to do that to really set up the scenes of what uh, the environment looks like and all that. But the de- the amount of detail that goes into each character in the books is really worth reading, I feel like. I'm, okay. on, I'm on book three, and like it's starting to just like get into some major cool things that really helped shape up like seasons four, five, and six that are some of the best seasons, I feel like. So like, yeah. it... it just from a character development side, it's really cool to go into the books and read them. Uh, in hindsight, what was your what was some of your favorite episodes? Um, definitely Battle of the Bastards. That that I feel like that's going to be on top of everyone's list there, just because it's so badass. Um, Red Wedding, mm-hmm. absolutely just mind blown what happened to that. Um, 
trying to think what else really sticks out. What's the one that's uh, where John goes north with the wildlings to, and then gets confronted with the uh, Night King? And then, you know what I'm talking about? It's like season five or six. I don't fully remember. So that's the one, like the first time where Jon Snow and the Night King have a staring battle from the water to the land and oh, Nike yeah. starts rising everybody. Yeah, yeah. That episode was fucking crazy. Yeah. I would even say the, <clears throat> when John was with the wildlings fighting a uh, part of the dead army too, at that time was pretty badass. when they were fighting by the lake and everything. And then that's when the, the giant wildling got taken over and turned dead. Yeah. That was yeah. a pretty good episode. That's, I think we're talking about the Is same one. The same, same one. Okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like the Battle of Heavenhorn or something like that. I, something, I, I, don't, know. I don't know the name for that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love that episode. The Battle of the Bastards episode was really great. I think the only the only thing about that episode in particular that I think it, it is is a point off is like the Rickon death. It's yeah. like, dude, you, all you had to do is just run side to side. Like, who's just going to run in a straight line? Yeah. I will say, I think one of the, the, the best villain in the show... Is either Joffrey or Ramsey Bolton. My vote's Joffrey. I would say Joffrey for sure, but Ramsey Bolton's a close second just because he was so demonic. And you're just like, what is the matter with this guy? You really were itching to see him die, but that's the same case for Joffrey too. Oh, yeah. Jo- I think Joffrey gave me more just like skin-crawling moments with just the way he was. Yeah, just it, a total douche. Total douche <laughs> in every situation. Um and without beating a dead horse here, the Night King, essentially, for eight seasons, another character that did nothing. Besides stare. Besides stare. The only thing he has under his belt is he turned babies, which we have no, still have no idea why the hell that was important. But he also fired the one spear 700 yards into the numbers of a dragon. Right? He's got an arm. He's got, he's got a cannon. Um, that's it. I mean, for the guy who is that villainous and could bring in that much wrath, a little bit underwhelmed. I'm a little underwhelmed with how bad he was. Yeah. I I would have figured at some point we would at least saw like him sword fighting or something along those lines. But like, we really didn't even see his capabilities besides turning things into dead people, essentially. No, that's all we did. That's all he did. And he would just stare off in the distance. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty underwhelming, to say the least. <laughs> and this entire time, we get all these episodes. It's just like, like you said, the first episode where it's like, oh, shit, what is that lurking in the background? Yeah, you're like, that thing ain't good. No, <laughs> I don't want, I do not want to meet that thing. And then, like, there's these little moments of, like, okay, Sam sneaks up on one and kills one, right? And then they, there's, like, the battle. And then we find out that he's taking kids. And then, like, this whole story arc of this, these White Walkers are becoming bigger and bigger. And uh, to the point to where they literally, seven of them, uh, go over the wall just to catch one to prove that they exist, only for none of it to matter. Yeah. I mean, I I feel like that's the biggest letdown of the show is just how much they built the Night King and how powerful he was, only for him to just be completely evaporated in one episode. So th- you're making me think now there's three storylines that are total bullshit of what this season, what these last two seasons fucked up. The Arya Faceless Men, 
we just spent a ton of time with that whole storyline and go I nowhere. Really, I really enjoyed that part of Arya's story too. Like that was really sick. And Me like, too. You really were like starting to understand Arya as a character and like just like the amount that she went through for that. And then, like you said, it just never came to life. Never came full circle. Uh, John Snow's uh, just flight to or like his flight to king, right? Just being him, him just rising to being a king. I mean that was that was so much of these this series, and then nothing, it, literally for the last two seasons really because mm-hmm. the Battle of the Bastards is the last time he really made a difference in an episode. Yeah, uh, the the White Walker episode he pretty much watched from a perch when everything was going on. Um, the last episode of King's Landing, he was the second group of people going in, and he pretty much just you know killed some easy guys who for some reason, man those King's Landing army people horrible fighters. They just run full blast into people and die. Yeah, they're. We were. I thought we were gonna get more of the Golden Company. Where like, holy shit! Like, these guys got some sick armor. Like, these guys are gonna be nasty. Yep. And far from it. Far from <laughs> it. Or not nasty. They were like dominoes. You just knocked one down, and all of them went down. It was crazy. Um, and then the Night King and the 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 the, the White Walkers storyline was total bullshit. The way that wrapped up. Yeah. I still think, at the end of the day the better storyline would have been the finale being against the White Walkers. And then give me that council meeting on from like a structural side of the episodes from there of figuring out what's going to happen with King's Landing. Mm-hmm. But like you could have a chance for Daenerys to go down in one of those fights, right? If, if the Night King would have killed Daenerys, we would have been like, fuck. Yeah. Right? And I would have been on board for that. Me too. That would have been pretty impactful, I feel like. And then now Jon Snow's a reason to be pissed. Yeah. Right? We never get that. And so it's just this whole lead in the blah. I will say I, I am totally on board. I would rather have seen an ending where the last resolution is them fighting the White Walkers and winning or whatever that case may be. And I saw a lot of people did make the argument, well, this is Game of Thrones. It's all about who's on the throne at the end of the day, which I understand. But I just felt like... How they set up the show from the very first scene, it felt like the White Walkers and the whole army of the dead was more prevalent than whoever was on the Iron Throne. A hundred percent. Regardless of the name of the show, like that's what they start the series off with. And even in the books, they start off like that, too, where it's like, what is this undead thing? Yeah. What is this supernatural entity that's just hovering over people? Yeah. I agree. I think that you could have done both. I think you could have led the season off with, instead of them going to Winterfell, I think that was the death blow for the script. They probably should have went straight to King's Landing first because they were there. They were essentially there. Yeah. Right? That's where, I mean, that same Dragon Mountain or whatever the hell, the Dragonglass Island, is where Daenerys and Jon met in the beginning of season six. Right? Mm -hmm. And according to the episodes, two, two two or three episodes ago, that was pretty much like a, ju- a, a you know a jump skip away from King's Landing. It was a spawn point. <laughs> <laughs> so why not just make it to where like you have to take down the throne first? Know that's going to be like the reality of it. Don't fucking slay the entire city. Win the hearts of the people, and then be like, "But that's dude. That was a big win. But the bigger war is coming." Yeah, we got to go fight some. Zombies, essentially. Essentially, what happened, and it's like the 1980 U.S. hockey team is like they beat Russia in the semifinals. That's what we talk about. 
and then they went and just destroyed a Sweden team in the gold game. That's what happened here. <laughs> it's like the silver medal game was bigger than the fucking gold medal game. It like doesn't even make sense. So I'm gonna give it uh, so ten ten se- or eight seasons. At this point, we're at what seventy six episodes. Um, I've watched the series for, for sure two times hard. Um, I'd say it's been on for about a solid three or four watches. I'm going to give it a seven out of ten. For the whole series? For the whole series. I'm probably right in the same ballpark. I may be like a 7.5 or an eight maybe, even though these last couple of seasons haven't been that great. I would say with my favorite shows of all time, I have Breaking Bad up there, Lost. Um, See, I never, I never saw Lost, but I need to watch that. Lost is pretty spectacular, and oh, this is kind of just a random one. But House may be my favorite TV show of all time, The Doctor <laughs> Show. It's crazy that it may be. That's one of my all-time favorite shows, and I feel like that has the best ending to any TV show I've ever seen. Big House Guy. Big House Guy. Wow. But I will, probably would throw Game of Thrones in my top five favorite TV shows of all time still. Okay, well that's 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 good to hear. It's out of my it's 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 for sure out of my top three. Um, Is it at least in your top ten? If for sure top ten because I do care about it and I do like the fact that and it's rare that it happens and uh, I do really appreciate that we had community watching television again. Yeah, that's that's what I felt was really cool about Game of Thrones because like. I didn't really get to experience The Sopranos in real time because I was kind of younger, but I have gone back and watched part of it. And from my understanding, that was like uh, every Sunday or whatever day Sopranos was on. Like that was an event like nationwide that people were gathering around their TVs and watching mm-hmm. the same things. And Game of Thrones captured that same same thing. The last season of Breaking Bad did. Yeah, I would say so too. That one built up pretty good. And I think that was only like seven episodes too, right? I don't yeah. think that was a crazy level amount of them. Um, yeah, I, I mean, The Wire is one of those that I really love. Wire is pretty solid, too. I enjoy it. Um, I, but I think that one has its blemishes, too. That one digressed as the seasons yeah, go along, Yeah, that has too. some blemishes. Um, Once you get past season three, that's when it's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think. I, I probably should have been a little bit more prepared for it before we went into this. Um, but we were just so both so passionate about it. I didn't want to have this, the, the conversation off of mics. <laughs> But I, I would I would also think that like Entourage to me is a really great show. That's one show I haven't even seen an episode. Oh of. no, um, it just because of in hindsight now it's probably like oh that's dumb. But I think that it captured a background of celebrity that was just no one else did it before that. Mm. You know, at least not that I know of. So I think that one's really good and just entertaining, man. I mean, there's a thirty minute episodes. You're pounding through seasons like popcorn. Yeah, you know, and, and it's super engaging. Um, just, just uh, fame, money, hot chicks, luxury. It's fun. You're so, golfing with Tom Brady in one episode. You know, Sons of Anarchy is also up there for me too. Oh, that's just a shit ending though. I, 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 didn't, yeah. I, I hated that. I, I, you know what? I'm not a fan of that series at all. Just because of the ending? No, because in general, I can't relate to like a biker gang. So that's like first off right me, off the me bat. Me either, but it made me want to join a biker game. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I meet the qualifications of being in a biker game, but I sure as hell wanted to be in one. Can we make that happen for a video series where we have you join a biker game? <laughs> I would love to track that journey and what that's like. It would be pretty wild, I would say. 
Uh, that's funny. Um, so in other news, uh, I just kind of want to wrap up a little bit with what's been going on with Local 219 uh, in case you're interested. We have a dinner and wine night with Provecho uh, that is scheduled for May 29th. So get on that. Tickets will be going on sale hopefully by the end of today, um, which is now, what is the date today? May 20th. So you're going to have nine days to buy your tickets. Um, there's only 40 available. So those are going to go quick. Um, I want to give a special shout out to uh, the guys at Modern Times. Uh, for coming in Friday night to do their Bruisers podcast. That was pretty badass. That was a lot of fun. I um, want to give a shout out to uh, Martin Olexi for coming in. We, we're starting to experiment with a late night talk show format. Um, and uh, hopefully that kind of attaches because I think that can be a lot of fun. I, th- I feel like we just need to get a couple more episodes in and really just get a, a system down on how fully we want it to go but that's just trial and error it is it is and i think we can really do a better job in planning that too and sitting down and coming up with the rundowns and segments and stuff um because for me i feel like as the host of it for two two weeks in a row now i struggled with what to do to the cameras or what not to do to the cameras Mm -hmm. and so like the first one i was trying to treat it like a podcast and that was really difficult and then the second one i felt like i almost appeased the cameras too much to where i never really got into a conversation with martin so I don't. I, there's, a, there's, I'm sure, a good balance there. Um, we'll see what happens, but we'll, that'll be on the horizon. So check that out. Uh, special shout out to uh, Nick Albano at Albano's Pasta <laughs> Shop. If you know Nick, you know why we're laughing. He is a character. Um, awesome guy. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely a one of a kind type of person, and uh, I really enjoyed just his company, just because he was just so off the wall and just like so out there that i just enjoyed every minute of it <laughs> albano's pasta shop in velpo check it out he made like five dishes for us and they were wicked yeah i mean that the just to start off with the bread and the marinara sauce or whatever that was so good game changer oh yeah um i want to give a shout out to um honest kombucha too uh they let us do a what's the dish segment in there and that was phenomenal um we had a grain bowl Alyssa, the head chef there was also really cool so Big shout out to them if you haven't tried their kombucha. I know in Crown Point you can get it at the SIP. Um, and I don't know where else you can get it, but at least I know that's for sure one spot. And they're in Miller. So we've had a lot of people uh, asking us where they're at. They're in Miller Beach. They're where 18th Street Brewery is. If you remember where 18th Street Brewery is in Miller, there's there's two sections um, l- traditionally. They took the section that was doing most of the gaming and t-shirt sales. So they're still combined, but it's just a little bit different thing. So basically right by the train station and yep. by Miller, yep. essentially. Can't beat that. Um, I'm trying to think, what else did we do this last week? Oh, uh, so the other people we met this week, which was really fun, we went to B- Bullpen to do a Wing Wednesday. That was crazy. Super hot wings. Yeah, you were, you were struggling with that struggling. one. Struggling. And tonight, or today at 2 p.m., we are going to be on the struggle bus again. Um, from what I've heard, these are the hottest wings in the world. What's today? Quaker? Quaker steak. Ooh, so I'm not looking forward to that. I, I think Rosie brought in the one bite rule last week. I'm going to stick to that one for sure. Because these days, man, I don't know if, you, if, you, if you're watching them and you're enjoying them. Um, that's real pain. 
that's not a joke. Oh yeah, I I could I could back that up. I'm I'm kind of behind the scenes, and I mean most of the time I'm just trying not to laugh just because you're in so much pain. That's my favorite part about it, though. Is I, I can't you're you're usually holding the boom to my right, and I'm always like hearing you giggle <laughs> in the middle of just being in excruciating pain. It's horrible. Um, so that's a real thing, and and like I don't want to get TMI here, but it really ruins my BMs for a solid forty eight hours um so if i end up getting like ass cancer at one point this is <laughs> i think we can document that this was the time it happened uh so the, for the love of the views at this point i could respect that <laughs> there's one way to go out it's ass cancer <laughs> uh so we got that quaker steak and lube check that out um i know we've had this like an influx of uh just people coming in asking us if we can go to their restaurants and so keep that coming in uh we love that and uh if there is a place that you'd like to see us go to uh let us know we would love to go check out as much as we possibly can and explore the region and make it proud um is there anything else you want to add hot takes wise anything going on uh, nationally that you want to bring up no i was not prepared for a little news segment here so i don't have much uh Toronto did get a win last night. Kawhi had a pretty good game in double overtime. That was fun. That was fun. Uh, that's going to be an uphill series for Toronto, right? Yeah, but I, I feel like, the, you know what they always say, though? It's not a series until the home team loses. That's true. So we'll see what this next game brings for Toronto, but Warriors series seems done with the Blazers. Well, yeah, I mean, it was. I didn't get a chance to watch it because it was playing at the same time of Game of Thrones last night, but at least from the highlights, it looks like... Uh, Kawhi seemed to seem to take over the game defensively, right? It seemed like he, from what I heard, he guarded Giannis forty-one times yesterday, which is like more I than didn't double. Even get to see any of the game? Me neither. That's the only downside about Game of Thrones throughout the NBA playoffs is I've been missing playoff games because I've been watching Game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is a good. This is I think a good ender here. Is we were kicking around the idea of doing a Game of Thrones finale party. In hindsight, was that a good or a bad idea? I think we made out with a good decision by not doing that because I feel like we would have had a restless crowd. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why your nickname is the Lion Tamer, bro. You can you can <laughs> calm that crowd down. Um, yeah. So yeah, I think in hindsight, I'm glad we didn't. I would have liked to have been in a crowd of doing it, but. It just was such a shitty ending, and it was so dialogue-driven that, like, I feel like a room full of people would have been hard to hear anything. Yeah. So I did hear, I did see one uh, video of a group of people at a bar watching the Clegane Bowl, and that seemed kind of fun. Like, one girl was just in tears, crying super hard, ugly crying, and then there was other people that were just like laughing and it was like this great experience and people were like cheering it on like especially when the mountain took the dagger out of his head like the whole crowd's like what no way you real know? quick that just makes no sense on how that guy can't die from a blade <laughs> he's immune to blades that's what i've learned about the mountain well i mean do we know he's dead i would assume so he fell like 50 feet from uh building I don't know how many people are going to be surviving that. He took that, a dagger to the I face. I feel like that's like jumping off the top of the courthouse here and just hoping for the bus. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> it's not happening. But we live in a world now with Game of Thrones that doesn't it doesn't matter. Reality doesn't matter. That is true. 
So what are you thinking? Anything? Anything to add? That's it. Thanks for listening. Okay. So uh, thanks for listening. If you do uh, want, want us to go anywhere, definitely let us know. Um, have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.